Welcome to Vision, Impact, and Purpose. See your vision, walk in your purpose, and impact lives with your gifts and talents. Thank you for tuning in to listen to Tikwa, your Christian virtual assistant coach. Join Coach Tikwa as she shares her own journey, shifts your mindset, inspires you while sharing insights and tips for our profitable virtual assistant business along the way. Now here is your host, Tikwa, founder of PowerPo Assistance. Hey, hey, everyone. So welcome back. Welcome back to the next episode. I am so excited. Yes, I'm so excited because this is my first guest on my podcast. So I'm so excited to introduce Nefertiria Fonde. She is the president of Get It, Go Get It, Inc., Inspiring Action. Woo! She's a certified business and sales coach, author, and speaker. So I am so honored to have her on this platform. So I'm just going to take this opportunity to let her introduce herself, who she is, who she serves, and all that good stuff. (laughs) Thank you, Tika. Thank you for the opportunity. I really, really appreciate it. Well, like she said, I am Nateria Fonde, and I am the owner of Go Get It, Inc., where I inspire you to act. Act is an acronym for activate your faith, commit to a plan, and take action. And I am a certified business and sales coach for parallelpreneurs. And we'll talk about what a parallelpreneur is a little bit later. But I help them get clear on who they serve and how they serve them. Confident in their selling skills, they can get cash into their business and God gets the glory. I'm also the author of a book, How to Act, Activate Your Faith, Commit to Your Plan and Take Action That Will Change Your Life, and speaker and facilitator for groups and organizations who want to have a vision board experience for their members. Awesome. Awesome. That was a great, great, great introduction. So thank you. So I'm so excited because I hear sales in there. (laughs) Yes. I hear sales. And I know that both are Christian preneurs and a lot of us as Christians have faith, right? And also we got to do the work. Yes. (laughs) The faith without work is dead. That's correct. Exactly. (laughs) And take action in order for us to get sales. It's not just a hope and a prayer. Right. Right. It's not. (laughs) Exactly. This is why God has blessed you with this gift this gift to help others make sales in their business. So I wanted to ask you, what is a parallelpreneur? So a parallelpreneur by Neff's definition is a professional who is building a service-based or even a product-based business alongside the nine to five. So you're doing these things simultaneously. I personally don't like to use the word side hustle because I'm really not helping you to build a business just for gas money or just to have a little extra money for this trip you're getting ready to go on. I really want you to take building your business very seriously. And so that's why I use the term parallelpreneur because you're simultaneously building a business alongside your nine to five. Awesome. So I just wanted to take a, you said something about side hustle, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people do use this business, use their business as a side hustle, mm-hmm. right? And what I'm saying is that they're still working a nine to five, mm-hmm. they're working their business, but mm-hmm. they're not really working their business to make the sale. They still using it as a side hustle. Mm-hmm. So how do someone with that mindset shift into full-time entrepreneurship? 
Well, first of all, they have to make the decision that is what they want to do, because some people are okay with whatever they're doing on the side, just being that extra money, right? They're not really looking to transition full-time into their full-time into the business or the gift that they have and really make it a viable business that can support and sustain them. Some people are really just like, you know what, I'm really good at this, so I'm just going to do this on the side, make me a little extra money for whatever reason, and that's all they want from it. So to me, first and foremost, I would have a conversation to see, are you really looking to build this as a business or are you really just looking for some extra money on the side? And there's nothing wrong with having extra money on the side if that's what you want to do. Those to me are side hustlers and I'm looking to work with parallel entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Great, great, great. So how do you address someone who wants to start a business but says they are not a salesperson? Because I hear a lot of that. It's like, oh, I want to get into business, but I don't know how to sell. I'm not a salesperson. Gotcha. I think a lot of times we we say that because we've had a negative experience with a salesperson, right? You've had somebody that talked you out of whatever, then you've had some kind of buyer's remorse, or you just had an icky or sleazy experience with a salesperson. Sometimes we like to say used car salesman or woman, for instance. And so you don't want to come off as that person or that experience you have. So you automatically want to say, well, I'm not a salesperson. Mm-hmm. However, I'm going to debunk that myth because we all are salespeople. If you're a mom, you sell your kids on the bedtime or to eat the vegetables. If you're a wife, you sell your husband on date night or this particular vacation, or I want to live here or this is how I want to live. So we're always selling, right? We may not look at it from that same perspective, but anytime, I'm not even going to say convince, but show somebody an opportunity and working on getting them to say yes, the opportunity that you present them, present them with then you are selling them. And I also want you to reframe how you think of selling. Think of selling as helping. It is your obligation if you have a service or a product that can change somebody's health, wealth, life, whatever your service or product does to let them know about it. Especially, I'm gonna say especially women, because if we're in the grocery store and the person behind us or in front of us says short a dollar or they got a headache, we're digging in our purse to help them out. We're always looking to help and provide for somebody. But when it comes to our service, we want to shrink back and not say, well, if you are struggling in that area, or I, I, did you know that I do this or I help people with this? Mm-hmm. So if a person is saying that they're not a salesperson, one, I want them to reframe how they think about selling. Think of selling as helping. And if what you have can help somebody, it is your obligation to provide the opportunity to them, at least present it. Now, I'm not saying go knock on everybody's door and make your family members buy every widget, every service that you have. But I am saying if you are a person that help people start businesses and you have a family member that wants to start a business, then you need to talk to them about working with you exactly. at a cost. <laughs> you uh-huh. know, if you got a family member that has skin issues and you sell, created these bombs or these body scrubs that can help with eczema. You should be sharing the fact that you have created some that will solve that problem for them and relieve them of that pain. Exactly. I like that you said that don't think of it as a sales, like you're selling something as a salesperson, but think of it as you're helping someone. And this is the reason why we got into the business because God gave us the gifts. He gave us the talents for us to be able to serve, to serve others, but not serve others for free. If God leads you that way, then yeah, the Holy Spirit leads you that way. Fine. But other than that, if it's a business, it's a business. God blessed you with this business. So Mm -hmm. if I haven't mentioned earlier, this podcast is about how to get more sales with clarity and confidence. 
And this is what Nefertiria is going to talk about how to get that clarity and confidence in sales, because it's not just you being a salesperson, it's you showing up the authentic person that you are with your gifts and talents and sharing something or helping somebody that needs your help. So that brings us to the next question. Okay. Okay. A lot of us, we lowball ourselves to get clients, especially when we are new entrepreneurs, we feel that we have to lower our prices from the ones who's already experienced to get clients. Why is that? I think it does sometimes deal with the confidence. You think because you haven't had the same experience uh, as someone else that you need to have your price at a certain point until you get that certain level of experience. It could be you don't believe in the transformation that your service or product provides. So that being the case, then you will also lowball it because then you don't have the service or the product don't have to live up to what you would consider maybe a higher premium type product or service. So I think that when people are doing that, first of all, I think they need to make a decision. If you're in a product-based business, you do have a cap on what you can charge for your products, but you can still make a decision what it would be the best pricing for that product. If you're a service-based business, then the guys a limit as far as what you charge, but you have to decide if you're going to be a Walmart or a Nordstrom's. Both of them are making money. At the end of the day, they both make money, not saying one is better or worse or vice versa than the other, but you have to make that decision. And just because you knew do not mean that you can't decide that you want to offer a premium service to your clients. Now, maybe your dream pricing is $10,000 of your service-based business, but maybe you're not there yet, right? But maybe you need to start at three, 3,000 maybe. Serve a couple of people at that price point and then raise your prices. Serve a couple more people at the next price and raise your prices. And so you can start getting those testimonials, those success stories, building your confidence, providing a better service, or even providing even more results or quicker results for your clients. So that's just some things that you need to think about. But first, make the decision. Number one, if you're going to be the Walmart or the Nordstrom's of your industry, either one is fine. Number two, don't just lowball yourself just for the sake of the fact that you just hung your shingle as fill in the blank. Excellent. Excellent. So when you said start with a price and then raise it after you get your testimonials and things like that, that's exactly what I did when I first started my business. Mm -hmm. When I first started, yes, my confidence level wasn't there. And this is why I wanted to really talk about this because a lot of us are there and still stuck there. But once I got my first testimonial, woo, my price went up to the next yes. one. So when the next one came, it went up again. So yes. I was like, okay, you have to build that confidence. And I know that sometimes it's when that person get that first sale, they're so excited and yes. their confidence level just go full. And then some stay flat, right? And say, okay, well, I'm going to get the next client. I'm going to keep it at this. So what do you say to someone who is still stuck there? So you're saying like they have served 10 people at that same price point and they haven't went up, let's just say. We have to have a conversation <laughs> because we got to dig deeper because we got to find out what's the real reason why you don't want to raise the prices. Mm-hmm. Is it because at this current price, you didn't really have to sell? Mm-hmm. They was like, okay, sure, why not? <laughs> because of the price point and they whipped out their card or whipped out their cash so quick, you didn't really have to like, overcome any objections to you don't have to necessarily sell them on the product or service and show the value. Mm-hmm. Is that why you want to stay there? So it's really about, a, then it's about a conversation. Why are you staying at that price point? 
Then we talk, then we look at the numbers. What do you need to make in your business? What do you need if you decide you want to come off your job? Is your current price point, can you continue to serve at that price point that many clients and be able to make those transitions and survive? Exactly. Exactly. That part right there. Are you making enough to leave your job? <laughs> right. Right. Are you making just enough to put gas in your car to get to your job? Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So a lot of us wait for the perfect moment to make our move, make our move and trying to find a client so that we can get the sales. And a lot of us, we wait for the perfect moment. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to wait. Whether it's social media, whether it's going live or whatever, is there a perfect moment to book clients? No. If you need clients and you don't have a wait list, you need to be booking right away. And you don't need all the things in place to book them. As long as you got a way to get paid, you can go ahead and book the client. I mean, even if you send them a calendar invite through whatever email system you're using, as long as you got a way to get paid, you can go ahead and book the client. So no, there's no perfect moment. You're being stuck. You're saying I'm waiting for the perfect moment because you don't want to move. You don't want to take action. You have some fear Mm -hmm. that's coming up. But God says fear not. So I am with you. So I need for you to step out on that faith, take that action and just trust God's got your back. Exactly. And done is better than perfect. Mm -hmm. It's always going to have to be tweaked anyway. Mm -hmm. What you did yesterday or a year or a couple months ago or a year, it's not how you serve it in your business now because you're always growing. You're always developing. You're always making it better. So don't stay stuck. It's not a perfect moment. Exactly, exactly. Progression over perfection. And there's one thing I wanted to actually, in regards to that, that perfect moment. You have some of us that look at everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because they're making the sales. And that could be out of fear or because they feel that someone has more experience with than they do. So mm-hmm. who? what do you say to people who are, looking at people on the left and on the right in the industry and just now the fear is just coming in. It's like, who am I? Who am I to be on here to do this or to uh, teach somebody how to do this when this people is making 10,000, 20,000, $40,000 a month? Stop it. (laughs) I know that's a simple response, but for real, at some point, think about it when you talk to your children or little ones that's in your life, if you don't have kids, Uh at some point you just say just stop it point blank period just stop it like you're not a negotiating no more you're not saying don't do it for this reason just stop it we all have those moments we probably will continue to have those moments where we're looking to the left we're looking to the right we don't feel like we're where we should be by now or this person's more ahead of us than this or it looks better stay in your lane Stop it. Stop looking to your left and to your right. God gave you that vision. God gave you that dream. He gave you that business idea. You just need to focus on your lane and you are copyrighted by God. At the end of the day, it's one you. And no matter how many can deliver or offer the same service or product that you do, they don't do it the way you do it. Mm-hmm. And so just stop it and focus. Tend to your business. Stay in your lane. Yes. Did y'all hear that? (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Stay focused and stay in your lane because God has a plan for you and you only, you know, whatever that person is doing on the left and on the right, God gave them that plan. Your plan is different. Yours is unique. So I love it. Just stop it. Focus and stay in the lane. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Let's bring us to the last question. 
what is the foundation you need to truly build your confidence in sales? One, I would say believe in what you're selling because you got to believe in it, right? You got to believe in the transformation that it provides, right? Because if you don't believe in it, then you can't sell it. You know, going back to my like wife and husband example, right? If you don't believe this place has the best steak in town, you can't <laughs> sell him on going to that place over up the other steakhouse. (laughs) (laughs) So you got to believe in what you offer. Number two, it's all right. Say you say you want to be the Nordstrom, but you're not ready to charge what you would consider Nordstrom prices. Start where you are, serve a couple people there, get, build that confidence through the experience. And anytime you're doubting what you've been able to deliver, go read your testimonials. Go read your success stories, your case studies to see what you have been able to provide for the clients that you serve. It don't even matter if you serve them for free or paid. Go back and see what they said. Go back and see how you change their business, their life, their health, whatever transformation you provide through the service that you provide. And I would say those are the steps to start building that confidence is number one, you need to believe in what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. Two, you need to definitely start selling it. Sell it at whatever price you can confidently say right? I don't care who you're currently coaching with. And they're saying, oh, you need to charge $20,000. If you can't confidently say it's $20,000 or confidently say it's 20 bucks, then you need to say it's $10 or it's a thousand dollars and then sell a couple people at that price. Then continue to raise your prices until you get to get to the price point that serves you well. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. So I just wanted to point out uh, one of my clients, she what, is a system person, right? She's a system analyst or system strategist. Mm-hmm. And when I was coaching her, she didn't have any confidence in getting that sale. She's a Christian as well. And she got her first client while she was in Walmart. <laughs> okay. Yes. They, they <laughs> went, she, they, her honey book. So she has the app and she was like, yep. oh, someone want to meet with me. So she was all excited and Walmart and everything and stuff like that. So finally, when she got on that call, the person said, I was following you and I love what you do on your, on your social media. I'm drawn to you. I need your services. How much? So she's like, okay, all right. So what do you need? And all this stuff. So she gives her her price and she remember what I said, just give her the price and stay quiet. That's it. That's it. (laughs) she said as soon as she set her price she was like all right send me the contract let me know what the next steps is boom she says after that two days later the money was in her bank and she was like (laughs) (laughs) so this is what happens when you have confidence and you just say the price, no thinking about it, just saying it. Right. So I'm so happy that you said belief is believing in it. You have to believe in your prices and your products and the yes. things that you do. So I do have one more last question. Sure. So how do you feel about someone who has 10 clients rather than four? And how does that play in the sales? Oh, <laughs> category. <laughs> that is funny. So once again, I always let my clients choose. I do guide them, but at the end of the day, you got to show up. I don't have to show up and deliver the service or the product you do. So when people say they'd rather have 10 than than four, I think it has something to do with the pricing because you can have 10 people at this price or four people at a higher price. And so we really have to take into consideration that can you deliver to 10 people long-term? 
Can you really continue to go at this rate? Can you sustain a business where you having to serve 10 different clients, delivering whatever deliverables you have? Can you continue to go at that rate? Because burnout is a real thing. And we do have to have a life outside of our business. And if you're still working your full-time job, you got that as well, plus whatever responsibilities and other commitments that you have. We have that conversation. Can you really realistically continue to serve these people? Why do you want 10 over four? Right. And like you said, I think it normally boils down to the confidence and not wanting to raise their prices or not want to charge at a different rate. Exactly. <laughs> and so we have to deal with that because then that's how we're looking at. Let's look at your schedule. Let's look at, can you really sustain this? Right. <laughs> and if you can't, then we need to raise your prices. The current 10, they need to get a letter. You can give them 90 days or a certain amount of time. Say, hey, you know, I appreciate you being my client, but my prices are being, getting ready to be raised. And the new clients you get in, you need to be giving them that new price. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, Excellent. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> this has been so good because this is so needed. And I know in my industry, and I'm pretty sure in other industry as well. And if someone is looking definitely from to transition from their nine to five into their online business, correct? Mm-hmm. Or, or any business, please reach out to Nefertaria Fonde because she is an awesome, awesome coach. And as you can see here, we having this conversation about sales. Oh my God. If you want to make some money in your business, okay. Your God gifted business. (laughs) Exactly. Reach out to Natifia Fonde so that you can book a call with her. So let's talk about that. How can someone reach out to you and what is the process with that and how different platforms that they can reach out to you? Absolutely. So you can connect with me on all social media platforms at Nefertaria Fonde. And if you want to have a conversation with me on how we can work together, you can go to bit.ly forward slash book with Neff and select discovery session. And we can have a conversation there. Awesome. Awesome. This was wonderful. Thank you for being my first guest. (laughs) If there be one, if there be one. Exactly. (laughs) And definitely, I will want you to come back again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, So this will be shared with everybody here on the episode. Remember, guys, sales, sales, sales. Okay. Confidence. Let's do this. So thank you for joining me. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode, on another episode of Vision, Purpose, and Impact. Yes. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much, Tiko. I appreciate the opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Vision, Impact, and Purpose with Coach Tiqua. Be sure to tune in again for new episodes and visit her website at tiqua.com.